Colombia is a country of music and musicians. It is the home of the cumbia, a dancing music genre that spread throughout Latin America in the 1940s. But the list of local musical rhythms is long. The most popular outside Colombia besides cumbia is the vallenato. A blend of the country's cultures is seen in the nature of its instruments. The caja, a drum of African slave communities. The guacharaca, a wooden percussion of the Tirona indigenous people. And lastly, the accordion that came from Europe. I'd say the accordion plays an important role, just like the singer, because the accordion sets the melody. The melody is the orchestra's director. Everyone follows it. Vallenato musicians have traditionally been men until now. Today on the America's Now podcast, we talk about female performers in one of Colombia's most popular genres. Hi, everyone. I'm Elaine Reyes in Washington, D.C., and this is the America's Now podcast. Today, we're talking with our correspondent in Colombia, Michelle Bege, and she is currently just outside the country's capital, Bogota. Michelle, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you, Elaine, for having me. So excited to talk about the Vallenato. Tell us more about it and where was it born and how does it have so many influences? So this uh, Vallenato was born in this region called Valle Dupar, which is where we told our story. Um, Valle Dupar is, is, you could think of it as the cowboy region of uh, one of the cowboy regions of Colombia. Um, and, and it was born in this um, valley, you could say, from men who traveled and told their stories about their travels, their tribulations, their the relationships they left behind. And, um, and then it's got this fusion uh, of a lot of the cultures that you see in Colombia, which you talked about, the, you know, the wooden percussion, which is of the indigenous people, which is the guacharaca. Um, and then you have the accordion that came from Europe that makes it very particular, combined with like the, the African uh, rhythms. And so it's, it's a very, it's very rhythmical, very poetic, and it's something that most Colombians enjoy. And the person who made the Vallenato popular outside of Colombia was music superstar Carlos Vives. What was what was his contribution? Well, Carlos Vives made it more popular for the different types of people living in Colombia, because for a very long time, Vallenato was also seen as like the people's music, maybe the 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 the. Um, campesinos, the, the people who live in rural areas. And so the people who live in the city are more sophisticated, you know? And then you had Carlos Vives, who was this like this star that was rising. He took these popular songs that had been sung for years, and then he made them even 
even more popular for the different types of people living in the city, more sophisticated, or you could say educated. And so, um, and, and so it was the music that was playing at the restaurants, at the clubs, and obviously then internationally, right? Um, so Carlos Vives has became a more of a, a, of a, a popular person, but th thanks to Vallenato in a way. Um, and then he's fused it with rock and he's, he's added, you know, different, different styles and, and it's not as rural, you could say. Well, now we have women involved. What are they doing? Are they playing the instruments? Are they singing? Something I had never really even noticed about it is that I've seen a uh, women who, who play the accordion before, but I never really thought about the stamina that you have to have to play the accordion and the and, and, and the rhythmic way that they do and the fast pace. And so um, Jennifer, who is one of the women who we interviewed, um, you know, talked a little bit about, and I guess we'll get into that, about how women, um, even in these new competitions where they're getting the opportunity to play against men, um, play against men or play in their own category, she says, you know, it's sometimes hard to have that stamina that men just physically can have sometimes um, more than women. So they they have this kind of, uh, they, they, they last, I guess they last longer on a face-off, you know, and with the accordion. Um, and then you, and then a lot of these women also sing. Um, and we go into the topic a little bit about the machismo in, in these songs. Well, let's let's talk about Jennifer. Let's stay on her uh, because you put the spotlight on on her being an accordion player who, by the way, uh, she is very gifted. Let's take a listen to her music and hear what she has to say. In the past, the categories were mixed. Men and women were competing. With the accordion, you have to keep up a strong pulse, and it would help if you had strength. And women are seen as not having as much strength as men. But when you show that you have the same strength as the male gender, you can change your context, concepts, and stereotypes. Michelle, is Vainato chauvinistic, as she says? And how can women performers change that? It's um, it's hard because if you stick a little bit to the traditional um, songs, um, it's it's kind of funny because I remember growing up. I have a Colombian mother, and so I remember singing these chauvinistic songs with this like passion about the women who didn't come, who's complaining that her husband didn't come home the night before and that don't complain, you know? And I loved it. I thought it was hilarious, but obviously, I mean, it's what I grew up with kind of. And then obviously, you know, you, you, you start to see the world differently and you finally don't find it that funny. And then, and then you realize, oh, wow. Yeah. Like this, these songs, like, what are we, what are we singing about? What are we perpetuating in the culture? You know? And it's like, I loved Vallenato and I was singing and, and, and it was interesting. Carlos Vives was one of the ones who actually first pointed it out and said, there are some songs that I originally sang in my first, um, uh, CDs albums. 
and because I think they were albums then um, in these albums that I will not sing anymore because of their chauvinistic message. And then I was like, oh, I think it's one of the ones that I that I used to love to like, you know, show off that uh, that I that I knew and that I sang um, because they were so popular. And so for women, I think obviously finding a repertoire, if you're going to pick songs that are that are classics of, okay, how do I, how am I going to sing this? Can Maybe I won't sing those songs. Let me look for songs that are less chauvinistic, obviously. And that was something that some of the women talked to us about. Um, well, you, but I think also, that they're going to have to carve their way to writing, you know, their own songs. And we'll probably see that in the future. Well, you also have two little girls. So are you introducing this to them and, and are you choosing the songs are you trying to are you going to let them dance to what you did when you were a little girl this is a very good point and i think that elaine we also i mean we see it with other genres right reggaeton and stuff like that i don't I, there's a conversation sometimes had um especially in, especially in the latin community of what are we, you know, uh, what are we talking about? Are we degrading women in these songs? And so it, to answer your question as well, yes, uh, we, we have put some of the classics of Vallenato to my girls and we've definitely tried to pick songs after like consciously and be like okay no these 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 songs no because you know they're a little ridiculous and and obviously chauvinistic and and then there are other beautiful songs that just talk about like you know a man's perspective obviously but of of you know growing old or of you know like a love letter to his wife and stuff like that and and that and that yes definitely but um but it is something it, it's it's very poetic and it, you and, and it's hard. It's a line where you shouldn't deny, like you should look at your history and stuff. And, and these songs do carry a little bit of history. Um, but it, but then you, yeah, you want to have a different way of grow, of, of teaching your kids um, different values and such. So, well, there are, you know, the landscape for women has changed. Um, Colombia has many strong female figures Shakira let's talk about her and uh she's known worldwide we also have a female vice president a new vice president in Colombia have you seen this shift when it comes to leadership and inclusion with women in your country oh yes um definitely I think it started with the first female vice president who was who who was elected four years ago and now we have the first as you mentioned um, African Colombian uh, woman in, uh, in 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 office, and so you do start to see men kind of checking themselves, um, and and a debate going on in the culture because our new vice president is of African descent, is a woman, and comments that you know shouldn't be made are made in the in the social media world and people are calling them out and making people realize you know we we need to start expanding um our view of the world and how it should be and so there is yeah there are more women obviously in leadership but we have a minister of the uh, environment of mining he, uh who who's um, been put in place there's a lot of women in this new uh, government uh, in Colombia. So it's interesting. They're paving their way. Um, taking a bit of a shift here, Michelle, you've been covering the war on drugs and the peace agreement after 
decades of internal conflict. Colombia has suffered a lot, but it is also a very happy country. The joy in the streets is something any person visiting can feel. Is music a consequence of this, or is music part of the reason Colombians are so typically happy? Oh, good question. Elaine. <laughs> I see you pausing there. You're thinking really hard. But I just I wanna I wanna I wanna rise to the occasion with a good answer. Um Okay, wait, repeat the question again. Repeat the well, question I, and I'll I imagine, you know, Colombia has just gone through so much over the decades, but it's always had music. So do you think that's really helped people sort of cope with the harder parts of life? Definitely. Definitely. I think that um you see it reflected in in uh in people like Juanes. To put someone who's internationally known, um, this artist who's reflected the pain and sorrow of Colombia, but at the same time, like their, you know, perseverance um, and their, their still their fight for uh, happiness and in, in what they have. And that is something that I think is reflected in our music and our, um, in, yeah, in our way of, you know, celebrating life. Colombia has something beautiful, I think. And it's, we have a bunch of holidays. We have the most kind of in the region. Mondays are off all the time. It's like four, you know, it's four day weeks. And so um, there is a kind of a culture of like, of, of uh, really enjoying life, getting together, uh, you know, listening to music, uh, having these like social, uh, being connected, being connected, um, community and such. And so, um, unfortunately there, I think I've met a lot of people and even Colombians who question, how can we be people who are so loving and maybe even passionate and then have, you know, so much violence. I don't know if the passion like borders over to a way that, you know, they can't control their emotions or what it is, but, um, but yeah, that there there is something there that you know. Hopefully, that is what'll get us through more of a peaceful society, right? That like loving aspect of this culture and joy for life. Well, and is dancing a part of that? Because we've been talking about music, but part of that is also the movement, as you mentioned, with the vallenato. Um, is vallenato also a dancing genre? Vallenato is a, a very much a dancing genre. Um, and there's a lot of, uh, yes, there is a lot of culture of, well, we've got salsa as well. Um, we've had many, many artists that have been born um, uh, in, in different, from, of different genres in Colombia. And there is a lot of dancing, of, uh, of celebration of music, um, and, and there's, yeah, there a lot of different cultures. And I think that that's like the beautiful thing about uh, our music is that it blends a lot of different cultures that a lot of times have been neglected in other things, right? The African um, descent, unfortunately, is, is not validated in other things. They're ignored. They're usually, they're usually um, don't have the same opportunities as people of European descent, more... Um, uh, we, we, a lot of the culture sees the European descent as something to aspire to, unfortunately. But then you have, you know, the African culture that is permeating our music and that we're extremely 
deathly proud of and that, you know, and the dancing and everything. So it's, it's incredible how sometimes you see those, those contrasts, right? Uh, you know, we should, our next uh, episode, Michelle, we just should sit here and, and talk. Let's pick another genre of music, too. This is so fascinating, and I love talking about it with you. Um, so thank you so much for being with us here today on the America's Now podcast. Thank you, Elaine. The executive producer of the America's Now podcast is Jose Velasquez. Our audio editor is A.J. Moore. Joe Zarenko is our copy editor. Umberto Duran is the head of the Features Unit. And I am your host, Elaine Reyes. Till next time. <laughs>